0: Now let's welcome in our next guest, and that's Christopher Dearborn. He is a Managing Director in Market Intelligence for the NASDAQ. Hey, welcome to the show, Christopher. Appreciate you being here today. Um, You know, Kevin and I just talked about the markets are still at or near all-time highs, There's strength. Jamie Dimon's coming out saying it's a booming economy that could be extended for longer than a lot of people think on the street. But is this a Goldilocks type of environment here for the equity markets with stimulus, the backing of the Fed, Positive economic data. What's your take here?
1: Well, Tom, thanks for having me on. Uh, It's always a pleasure to do TD Ameritrade with everyone. Uh, Those are all good things. It sounds like almost like a return to 2019, a little bit more normalcy than what we've experienced over the last year. You know, you're seeing, as Kevin mentioned before, the S&P and the Dow trading at all-time highs. The other indexes doing uh, similar trading near all-time highs. Uh, It's still a little bit of give and take. You've got a record low vix here for the last 52 weeks of at a 17 handle the low last week uh was just above 17. you have to go back to you know, pre-pandemic times to see an even lower vix 12 13. so what happens when you have a lower vix and you get higher highs the expectation is that the markets are still going to continue but the vix is still kind of choppy here that's leading to some choppy trading day in day out uh granted we're kind of in a holding pattern here near the all-time highs with the S&P and the dow uh, the Nasdaq 100 is trading very well as well uh, recently, and again that goes back to that stay-at-home versus reopening trade, and that's what we're seeing a little bit in flux here, and that's what's kind of driving the markets. That return to normalcy is, is a key factor here, and all the met- items that you mentioned above uh, play a key role into that.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned uh, you know the small caps are lagging today, uh, down about one percent, but still leading the overall market uh, uh, for the year. As that cyclical trade has taken place, a lot of domestic-based companies are, are catching a bid he, bid here on that rotation. But techs actually making some inroads so far this week with uh, small caps at the levels they are. Are they, uh, you know, are are they suspect to maybe start to fall, or at least uh, maybe a little bit of a reverse rotation to take place?
1: You know, the Russell 2000 has had fantastic performance between Q4 and the beginning of this year. And that's the key gauge that you look when you look at the small caps. It's a broader-based index and encompasses a number of different companies without that overweighting that you get from the mega caps that kind of outweigh the Dow, the NASDAQ composite, and the S&P. You know, the stay-at-home trade saw a lot of those names kind of push the markets up significantly higher. Well, the bottom part of the, of the bucket really wasn't participating. Now that dynamic has shifted, as you just said, and now you're seeing a rotation into that value versus growth and you're trying to see that what's going to be the leader here. You know, as Kevin mentioned, we got earnings coming out next week. It's going to be very interesting to see what some of those companies are going to say. Will we finally get some guidance from some of these companies? That has been a key factor previously before the COVID. And with that guidance, you know, do the buybacks come into place? What are they? Some you're seeing more and more companies announce uh, a resurgence in buybacks, putting that cash to work. You know, dividends have already started to come back into place as well, but many companies hiking dividends, even though they're not operating at 100% capacity, especially in that consumer discretionary leisure space. So that expectation is kind of what we're looking for here. You know, we're expecting the S&P 500 corporate earnings to forecast to grow 23% for Q1. That's tremendous, but granted, you have a low comp to look at that.
0: Yeah, and I think that's going to be key. I think uh, what you mentioned there, the guidance moving forward, because the expectations mm-hmm. are rising for corporate earnings, and that's one of those pillars that's going to hold up this equity market if they can't outperform. We've gotten GDP estimates rising across the board. We got it from the IMF yesterday. But a lot on the street are expecting 7 to 8% growth this year for GDP. Now, with that in mind, your expectations for earnings season that kicks off next week um, is that going to be the catalyst that could either drive us lower or continue this momentum
1: no so the third estimate of q4 GDP last week was revised from 4.3 to 4.1 percent a lot of the expectations here for Q2 are six percent growth some uh, economists who I, I hope are smarter than me are even looking at a double digit growth you know so what's driving that you know the stimulus checks, you know, if you lend it, I'm going to spend it mentality is what people are driving for. Remember, U.S. GDP is two-thirds consumer spend, and if the consumer is going to go out there and spend from that pent-up frustration that we've seen, you know, that should help drive earnings growth. Now, granted, looking back at Q1, the guidance expectations, if we get them from a lot of the key companies, will give us an insight into what they are expecting. So look for Q2 uh, to be kind of an influx quarter. The look back from Q1 earnings, which we're going to start next week with the banks moving forward, is going to be what they saw and what their expectations are moving forward. The key is, does the expectations hit with what actually happens in the market? If you get both of those to work together, you're going to see higher highs in the market.